welcome back to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, 22 Degrees North, also known as Braden, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely and ripe pineapple down south. It is warm today. It is also his anniversary, so we are going to keep this one short today. Alan Pena. Alan, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, actually. Even though the the year anniversary of my marriage is in Sunday, but that's okay. It's a weekend, so we're going to... Have fun with that. Enjoy. And even though our original plans uh, did not work, you know, when it comes to having a plan B, it's always great to have it. And and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the best you can do. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's exciting to see you and your wife being together for a year. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Let's uh let's let the people know what's going on today. What do you think? <laughs> well, let's let's let them know. This is a little bit different how we do things, but I think that I believe this is the beauty of podcasts. You just you just go with the flow. <laughs> exactly. So uh yeah, we uh are recording without having a direct topic in mind today. Usually guys, we uh when we sit down and hit record Alan and I both have researched the topic. We feel good about it. We get ready to go. And uh, we go from there. But uh, we're going to call this one the one where we just made it up as we go. Um, In lieu of a couple weeks ago, the Friends reunion came back out. And us kind of growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, when Friends was still on the air and on reruns, we're going to do a little tribute to them as many good memories of watching that show. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's just go from there. Um, I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, it looks uh, open the window today. It looks a bit cloudy. Um, found out one of the classes I wanted to drop today just because I was struggling with it, it and it went really towards anything I really was wanting to do. Uh, turned out I can't if I want to graduate this semester. So uh, we're just going to move forward and get. It's been a rough semester. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happens. Um, you just you just learn how to grind, uh, and you just you just keep moving forward, like you mentioned. Um, it but it will work out in the end. It it will just pace yourself, relax, and move forward. Yeah, that's all all we can do, you know. Um, and I think that's actually a good thing to talk about because, Alan, I think it's important that we recognize sports is off, more often than not about failure. And failure is dealt with in different ways by many different people. Um, and I think today maybe we just take a quick break from – you know, our usual sports talk and just talk about mentality aspects, you know, and how we personally deal with some of the failures we've experienced in our lives or the hardships in our lives, because I think one, a lot of people can relate to that. And two, it's what sports is all about. And that's what this podcast is all about sports and how we celebrate the teams that we love overcoming the failures that they've had. Yeah, I do agree. Um, failure 
a lot of people look at it as something bad, as something like we're not going to overcome. We're not, it's no way. But I, I remember having a friend of mine, uh, he told me this several years ago, haven't seen him in a while, but um, he mentioned to me that in order for us, for like myself included, to succeed, one must learn how to fail. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's like, that's crazy. But as I went through on my life and seen the things that I failed and then later succeeded, I saw, oh, okay. Like it's part of, this is part of the growth. And in sports, there's no exception of that. There's many examples of teams, athletes and teams that they've had failed several for some, it took several years. Others, it was just that one time they failed and they learned to regroup and get their act together. And at the end, they're able to pull off some of the most unbelievable comebacks, upsets, or performances that anyone has ever seen or done. Yeah. And I think, especially when it comes to sports, they teach you at a very young age how to deal with failure, right? And a lot of these athletes, some have never known it. Um, taking a look at a sport we don't cover on this podcast, but one that our friend uh, and a good friend and part of our network here at Pineapple 22 Media, Braden Toro, um, who covers the NFL for us, as well as a lot of the women's sports and other sports, you know, we want to talk about women's sports on this podcast as well. Um, we're just trying to figure out how it's all going to work out. So we're, we're getting there. Um, we just want to be better educated on what we talk about before we go that far. Um, that's just how we work. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, who got drafted by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Alan, it's been going around the social medias. And so I don't know if it's officially true just because I don't follow football as much as you do. But according to what I've been reading, he's never lost a game in his entire football career. Well, he's lost two games. Okay. Two games. Um, two actually probably like five mm-hmm. include high school. Like never. Yes. Whereas, you know, a lot of these other quarterbacks and other players in other sports they've they've lost a lot of games um and it's how i think the mark of a true great athlete is how you deal with these failures and how you respond um and i think that's why we look up to athletes so much is because they have this innate ability in game to not only let go of you know a mistake or a bad something bad happening and just move forward pitchers and baseball is is a wonderful example um and i think that's why i love playing baseball so much is because if it it toughens you up excuse me it toughens you up mentally because nine times out of ten you're not even going to get a hit at the plate and 
and this is speaking because I'm a hitter. Um, I don't like pitch. I can't really pitch all that well. Um, so nine times out of 10, I'm not, when I go up there, I'm not even going to get a hit and I'm either going to ground out, fly out, uh, or strike out. Um, I might get a walk if I'm lucky. Uh, if I'm unlucky, I could get hit by the pitch, you know? So like there's different outcomes, but like, it's hard to get a hit. Right. And it's very unlikely that you do so. And if you do, and you get three out of 10, you're considered a great baseball player. Um, but it's the seven other times that you're up there that you fail. And it's how you move on from those and how you handle those that marks a great athlete, I think. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the biggest thing also about sports that I I just truly believe a, a lot of us really do enjoy is even the evaluation, like the preparedness of dealing with that. You know, sometimes you're, we're not prepared to deal with it right away. But once when it happens, you, you're just more in constant psychological mode. Like, okay, why did this happen? Like, and you want to fix it. And a lot of athletes do want to do that. They want to fix whatever it is. And that's why I talk about them a lot in, in my everyday life. I even talk about them, you know, this Braden at, at church where I always mention them because they bring out the best out of us. And, and even though some of us have never played at a high level as these guys, but what they do bring and we can relate to is how they got there, how they became who they are. And the learn we more about them and the more we try to emulate, then what, how we emulate that in other facets of, of life, not just sports, but either it could be becoming a better parent a better employee a better boss better whatever then you see progress in mm. in their profession but also progress in personal life no exactly and i think it's this progress you mentioned that it's truly what we all seek right we all want to be uh successful we all want to see be the greatest at whatever we do we have that innate desire inside of us right um and so i think and we all deal with this disappointment in different ways right like we all have um disappointments with our job our schooling um family life home life so and we all deal with it in different ways and alan i think the question becomes, what are some ways that you deal with failure in your own life? Oh, that is, that is a great question. And, and it's a legitimate question, but how I've dealt with failure um, at first, I just like one thing that I've learned, it is that it is okay to cry. 
and especially like being married now, I've learned that it is okay to cry because there's humility. And those times that I've cried, I broke down. Um, it was huge. It was like a thought of what am I doing? Why? Like thinking you're like, you're, you're worthless. You're, you're worthless. But it's always about also who do you surround yourself with? Like having people that will lift you up is so important because there, you, yeah, you have acquaintances and all, but when you truly have friends and family that do uplift you, then there's nothing to worry about because that belief system has helped me a lot besides in, in what we learn in church or what everyone can learn in church or whatever setting you learn. That's when you, I've learned to move forward, make the adjustments. And I think the cool thing about it for me is like, I've been an athlete since um, I, it's been a while and I've always played basketball and one thing that basketball has taught me is to always make adjustments. If there's a mistake made, hey, call a timeout. It's okay. But the difference is in life, you don't have – it's not like in basketball. Okay, you have five timeouts for the whole game. Mm -hmm. You have unlimited timeouts. Use them. And I found that to be – comforting i found that to be more focused and has helped me make adjustments that i knew will help me not just now but also in the long run so to me dealing with failure it's all about making adjustments calling the necessary timeouts and also just take a moment yourself to breathe because that is how you i've succeeded and I'm still working on overcoming other obstacles, mm -hmm. but now it's all just keep it positive and, and just don't, don't worry about what others think. Just worry about how you're going to perform. Right. And I think that this conversation is so inspiring because one, you don't get a lot of people talking, not only about this topic, in the realm that we do with the sports aspect, but you also don't hear a lot of guys talking about it. And Alan, as you mentioned, guys, it's okay to cry. If, you know, you feel like you need to. Um, I'm personally not much of a crier, never really have been. Uh, but, you know, like that doesn't mean I don't have emotions or I don't feel things right. Like, it's just different people deal with things in different ways. And I think that's the, this is the best part about this conversation, right? Like, Alan, as you mentioned, we, you have, you always try to look for the positive and keep going that way. And you always have a positive outlook on life. Um, and I think that's really good. And it's kind of washed off on me, if I'm being honest with you. Um, like, I don't know. Cause like, for me personally, like, when it comes to 
dealing with failure and hardships, right? Like I'm definitely not the best at it. Um, I tend to, I guess when it, when I start to feel like I'm in a, a rut or I'm dealing with hard times um, or I tend to get in my own head. Um, I tend to close off and tend not to be as open and happy-go-lucky as I I usually would be otherwise. And I think for me personally, it's it's harder to open up in those cases, right? Um, But thankfully for me, I found a loving and understanding wife who, who really helps me work through all those moments. And I think guys and girls who are whoever tunes into this one it's okay to open up to the ones you love and trust them and know that they'll support you no matter what um it alan as you said that support system that you build up around you is very important and it's how we move forward in this life right like if you don't have the support system needed how can you expect yourself to keep moving forward and keep staying on the path that you want to go down and uh i'm gonna have to look up this book but i was listening to a a a podcast yesterday um and uh it was an interview and the guy wrote a book here let me see if i can look look let me look it up real quick um the interview is of Scott O'Neill, and he's a CEO for the Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment Group. Um, I think he deal he deals with the 76ers and other sports teams like that. I think. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I've I've heard of them actually. Yeah, and he this guy he wrote this book, and uh, he he basically called it stay where you're, I want to say it's stay where your, your feet, your feet are or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up and we'll uh, link it. We'll uh, have it written in our description, the title of the book for this episode. So if you want to look it up, feel right ahead. But the one thing the guy talked about over and over again was you need, there's got you guys, we have to find ways to keep focused and separate from our in our lives our work life our social life our home life so we can be absolutely focused when we're in the different aspects of our lives and the different areas of our life but we also got to take care of ourselves mentally um, spiritually emotionally and he harped home that and I think and it just hit home for me like there's and we all have different outlets and I think here in a few minutes Alan and I might go through some of ours and share some of the things we do to kind of help us. And if you guys find help in that or want things you want to try, like feel right ahead. That's what this episode's here for. Um, but you got to take, we got to take care of ourselves. And we also got to um, realize that we can't take care of our friends and family if we're not in the right mind or soul or physicality to do so. And that's the hard part about all this, right? Is failure takes its toll on the body. It stresses you out. um, And it's all about how 
you turn the failure into motivation. Um, and it, it's hard. It's something we all struggle with. I still struggle with finding uh, the failures in my life and turning it around and using that as a motivation to keep moving forward. It's, I'm not, we're not perfect beings. We're not going to be. And it's hard to realize that this is okay. Let's turn around and move forward. Yes. Um, balance. You mentioned it. I, it. It is very key. And without it, we won't know. We'll probably be prioritizing somewhere else where it shouldn't be prioritized right mm. now. And really like this, this is what now was amazing to me is like with athletes today taking interest in the mental side of a, mm. of the, of a person, even if they're not psychologists and, and look, we're not psychologists and I don't think, and I believe we're never going to be psychologists, but the biggest thing is to really learn how to deal, how to cope with it. And, and really I'm still learning. And, but for me, like getting therapy that I did two years ago, it was helpful. Was it tough at first? Yes. It even was tough after uh, I came back from uh, spring of 2019. It was tough. But what I learned there, just getting that therapy and learning how to deal with the stress helped me for what was going to happen in the future. Probably if I have not gone to therapy and especially hitting come with the pandemic happening the following year, who knows what would have happened. I probably would have been like, you know what? I give up. I'm just going to do whatever I want. It's all over. Instead, it was crystal clear that having therapy for in my, in my, in my life helped me see that if something like a pandemic were to happen, I knew how to handle it. I knew how to, re to really move forward and really learn how to continue forward despite the, the pandemic or any other event that can derail anybody. And I really am thankful for that. If it wasn't for that, for having therapy, like I mentioned, we probably would have not even have this podcast at all. Mm -hmm. I probably would have been like, no, nah, no, thank you. I don't want to be a part of it. But a lot of things like therapy, if done right, can and will allow you to overcome and be prepared for future events. Yeah. And you mentioned it. Therapy is a great way to go about it. Um, there's, but there's also different ways to get that therapy, right? There's yeah. like, you can go out and talk to a psychologist or therapists who specialize in different things and are, are there to help you. Uh, I mean, that's their job. That's what they're there for. They're, they're there to listen, to give you advice when you need it. Um, go to a trusted adult figure or, you know, like trusted per person in your life, whether it be an adult, your parents, uh, sibling, uh, 
or any other loved one or just something you find solace in, right? Like a way just to relax and take yourself out of the moment and take a step back and realize, Hey, this is, this is okay. It's hard, but it's okay. Yes. Now, how, how do you deal with, with failure? You asked me that question. How do you deal with it? Um, yeah, well, before I get too far into that, I did look up the book. Um, it's where your feet are. It's by Scott O'Neill. Um, it's, uh, it was like 18 bucks or so on Amazon. So if you guys are wanting to look into that, go right ahead. Um, it's, uh, going to be a great read. It's, and it, it'll have good advice. Um, but some, the way I personally deal with it is I sometimes don't actually. Um, and that might sound strange, but I sometimes don't deal with it right away or at all. (laughs) (laughs) And this doesn't work for all people, right? Like I don't suggest doing this in a lot of ways, but the way I actually personally go about it is um, I really try to focus on taking a step back. Um, Sometimes I write it down. Sometimes I talk it out with my wife, Uh, but I really try to take a step back talk it out, realize what's going on, see if what my options are, follow through different things. But sometimes that doesn't always work. Um, and so for me, the way I, the best way for me to deal with it is I work out. I get, I'll, I go into that physical space. Um, I, for a lot of people, I didn't, I was always, I've always been into baseball um, since I was a kid. Uh, My dad taught me the game when I was very young, especially when in 2007 with the Cinderella run, the Rockies made to get to the World Series that year. I remember just being entranced with the team and how well they were doing and everything that seemed like a miracle. So I remember asking my dad a lot of questions about the game always trying to get him to play catch with me um, and just trying to do a lot. And it, it set a precedence for me in my life that has really continued to this day. And that is the, a physical space of a way to kind of take back and just hammer away at something. Um, so when I was in high school, high school is difficult for a lot of people. It's no less for me. Um, I was real, I was a cross country runner. So what that entails is I basically ran uh, five kilometers in competition and I did that for fun. Um, and that was my sport in high school. So that's pretty much all I did was run anywhere from uh, 1600 meters in track to the 3200 meter um, to the five kilometers in in the fall and that is brutal you deal with failure a lot in that sport especially because uh, running is very mental and I think that's why 
I, I took it because it's very similar to that baseball mindset. Um, and when I ran cross country, I would say, and just ran in general, I'd be in my own head, uh, thinking, pushing myself. And I don't know, like, so exercise for me has always been my go-to. Um, a lot of times before I met my wife, when I was really upset about something, um, I would grab, especially in college before I met my wife, I would grab my, Alan, you might remember this from one night, but I grabbed my baseball bat, my balls, my tee, and I went to yes. the softball field yes, I do up remember. on campus. And uh, there was the LDS temple on top of the hill where the fields are at. I went onto the field, kind of looked at the temple for a quick second. Uh, and then I just started hacking away, working on my swing, just hitting the balls. And I think I was there for two, three hours, just swinging a bat at a ball and working out my anger, my, all the feelings of, failure that I had just working things out in my head and through my physical body. And I don't know, that's always helped me is just working at it physically and doing something physically to take it away. Um, and I don't know, like that's just always worked for me is just taking a step back and getting into a physical space where something is so routine, right? Like a baseball swing, it is very routine. Um, once you have your swing, it becomes so natural, so you that it's an extension of yourself. And at least from what I've experienced and from what I've heard from you know other professional players when they speak in interviews, that's something they talk about is how it just feels like an extension of themselves. And And so like when you're working on it, you're really working on yourself in a lot of ways. And so that physical aspect for me is always work for whatever reason. And it's something that I love to do. And it just, in a way it distracts me because, you know, it's not, I'm not focusing on whatever I'm thinking about, whatever it may be, but I'm focusing on the ball, the bat to the ball, trying to get it in the air, trying to get it on the ground to do different things. And that's always worked for me. Does that mean it'll work for everyone else? No, I know it does a lot of people that it doesn't work for. Um, but for me, that's always, that's always worked. Um, it's a lot harder to do in the winter, but you know, the winter is winter. I, you do different things in winter, especially when you're up North and cold, uh, dreary Rexburg, Idaho, where it gets, uh, very cold, very quickly, and it snows often and hard. <laughs> so uh, it's it limits what I can do, but it you still find ways to go about your business and do things. So for me, it's always been finding a physical outlet to do things, but that doesn't always work for other people. So yeah, that that is that's amazing. I do remember several days of those, uh, seen them, and. Yeah, it, it's also that that is great about it that there are mechanisms for ways to cope with failure and whether it's whether it's mo mo just for a moment 
or it's day after day, there's always ways. And I'm very thankful for that. And I know you too are very thankful for that because it gives us opportunities to reflect or even gives us an opportunity to, hey, just cool down after you had something happen, a heated argument or or probably got mad in a conversation or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, having these mechanisms, whether it be physically, mentally, spiritually, intellectually, are there. And they'll never go away. The only times it will only go away is if we're not using them. Mm-hmm. That will be the only time. But the more it is used, the better it is. And really, the athletes that we see on TV, they're constantly using it. Mm-hmm. And if they have found success in using it, why not us? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, this, I don't know the speaker, so I can't give the speaker credit for the quote, but I also turn a lot to motivational speeches. And the one that I really love opens with your brain is like a circuit switch. Um, and he continues and he says, once you believe you're something, you, and I can't remember how the rest goes, but essentially, you know, what you feet tell yourself about yourself becomes your reality. There's the other quote that says those that think they can and those that think they can't are usually right. And I think for Alan and I, that was the hardest part about us starting this podcast for the longest time was we didn't think we could do it. <laughs> like we didn't think yeah. we'd, we'd be where we're at right now. A year later, we're almost at 50 episodes. Um, and I think we'll be talking about doing something special for episode 50. Uh, but, and it's amazing to see the following we've grown and, everything and it's just amazing to us that people would actually want to sit down and listen to not only two bros talk about sports but two weirdos even (laughs) just who never who just love the games that they talk about and just talk about them i mean alan you and i've always talked about sports that's how you and i became friends that's how you and i bonded and honestly like all we ever really did for the podcast was put a, a recording button on. We just started recording these conversations. Yeah, I do agree. And this is the beauty, the beauty of sports. It can unite people. It can. And it is. It unites people. No matter, no matter the teams you root for, no matter the players you love, like that's what people will ask. Like even when I was new to wherever I moved, I was like, I didn't care about like, oh, what, what is your political affiliation, your religious background? I didn't care about that. I only cared about, hey, like if, if someone is wearing a jersey, I would ask, hey, are you a fan of that team? Or like, mm-hmm. or things like that. And that's how you start conversations. I don't care if you're male or female. You wear a jersey. I'll just be like, hey, are you a fan of that team? Or something like that. 
and you'll get a response. And that's how you start conversations. And I know it's not a lot of people like sports. I get it. We get it. It's no big deal. But when that happens, it's like the rest, it doesn't matter. Like then from you'll get to know the person that way. And that's just the beauty of it. And I know that's how we, we did it, how we met. We didn't care about where, like, okay, we care about where you're from, what is your major, your name. But I mean, you kind of have to when you're in college and you're meeting someone. Those are like your generic like, yeah, pretty for, much the first generic, date questions, if you will. Yeah, pretty much the <laughs> generic questions. But everything else, it's like, just like, hey, you got a sports team to cheer? Okay, let's talk about it. I'll mm-hmm. probably give you a hard time just because <laughs> – like in your case, probably two of your teams are contenders and the rest pretty much suck, but hey no. <laughs> you know the story, you get it. But still, that's the beauty of it. At least it's like, hey, I'm talking to someone who's also a sports fan and all mm-hmm. cares about his teams. And if they need to go on a rant, go on a rant. Or if they need to say something, oh, go ahead, say it. That is the beauty of our podcast. That is the beauty of sports when and meeting people it unites and it brings us closer together no matter the different backgrounds or affiliations in in life right and uh i was in an interview setting a while back and they asked the question of uh, how would you how do how did they phrase this essentially they said how would you what do you think would help people unite and become one. And Alan, you hit it the nail on the head. What I, my response was, honestly, I think the way to go to unite people is sports. And they said, their response was, that's interesting. Why? And Alan, you laid it all out, right? Like we go to, we're at it. When we, you guys, when everyone feels safe and you have your vaccine, if that's what you want to do uh, and you feel safe, you feel ready to go and you want to go go to the game, uh, go to any game you want to go to, whether it be the hockey game, the baseball game, the basketball game, a soccer game, whatever, just go. For those three hours that you're at the stadium, do you really care about the race of the people that are cheering with you, the religious beliefs, the orientation, um, just the political agendas that they may have, like all the different things that as society we care about in those three hours, you're at the stadium watching the game. Do you really care about any of that with the people next to you? (coughs) No. All you know is that in those three hours, they're not only cheering with you for your team, but they cry when your team doesn't succeed as well as you and as well as you do. And, and more often than not, that's how you make new friends, right? Like, and you find out later, they might not share the same beliefs and that leads to different conversations and you might not convince one or the other, but because of that one connection you have uh, of the sport or the team that you follow, like you always go back to that and you're always friends no matter what. And that's what sports can do. And I, and we've seen it do. And that's the nice thing. Yeah. We have our rivals in sports. We have a whole series on this podcast feed dedicated to that. 
Um, and we have a next one coming out very soon. When, as soon as we figure out which teens we're going to do next. Um, but even when we're in the thickest rivalries, right? Whether, Alan, let's say you're a Yankees fan and I'm a Red Sox fan, or you're, or if I was a Giants fan. In the end, when those teams playing, yeah, we will have our little debates, our arguments. But like, in the end, at the end of the day, we might rip on each other for the teams, but we're we're still friends. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's the beauty of sports. It can unite our society. And people say, oh, but it distracts from the bigger problems. Does it really? Or does it help us come together as one, sit down, realize, hey, they're not really so different, and allow us to come together and talk? And I honestly think that's what sports can do. We're all the same. Mm -hmm. All of us. We all, we've gone through, we have the same blood. We've gone through several, the same problems. Several, a lot of them, some, a lot of different people have gone through even worse, but they're the same. And that is the beauty of sports. That, hey, we are the same. We may root for different teams, or if you're playing, we may have different skills. But as far as what we do on the court, hey, we're the same. Mm -hmm. And that is the beauty of it. Like all of us, we're all equal. And when it comes to the world of sports and that will make it equal for everybody else. And I know some say, oh, but it's impossible this or that, or I don't know how will I deal with it. But in sports, the good thing about it is you develop not just your abilities, but also the mental abilities of overcoming challenges and failures that only will be good forever. And without sports, I would say this. Without sports, I truly do believe there would have not been any progress at all. I don't care mm -hmm. who you are. I don't care. Even, even if it's a sport like, for instance, theater, none of that would have happened. There wouldn't have been any progress at all. And I am thankful for that, for sports. And I know some say, oh, but you're a sports guy. That's what you do. Like, come on, stop being silly. But you can go ask my parents how especially basketball has helped me. It's helped me tremendously. It even has allowed, even in, in my marriage, that's what got us together was the love of sports, a love for our basketball teams, even though our teams are two eternal rivals, even though she did say, I, and she, she did mention this, and I'm allowed to say it, that she would never marry a Celtics fan. <laughs> and it happened. I remember that. <laughs> it happened. That is the beauty of it. And, and then when I ask people, like say I meet someone, they're from Italy, for example. Oh, they're, you're from Italy. First thing I ask, what's your team? Do you like Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan? Who's your favorite? That's how you get conversations. And if you know that, boom, you made a friend already. 
And that's what sports does. Without it, I think the world would be very different. And I think it would be a little bit chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And now there are other ways that think other aspects of life that do this as well. Um, but since we're a sports podcast, we're focusing on the sports side of this, right? Um, but honestly, like, Alan, you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, for me, a lot of times, just the simple fact of turning on the game of whatever team I'm watching, even if it's not my own team, but it's the game I like to follow, like, it, it takes you out of your current it, – it's a way to – it's like another outlet almost. It can take take you out of your headspace, and it helps you a lot. And that's what sports can do, and that's what uh, things can really do for you. And you know, this doesn't always work for everybody. Uh, sports isn't isn't always for everybody. Well, Alan and I, we acknowledge that there are other things out there that can really are there for people too but that can unite us. But if we start realizing in more ways than one, we are similar than we are different. And a lot of times that happens through sports, then awesome. Like it's, it's amazing to see. And, you know, I think it's important that we talk about this subject often and that we, we, uh, we help each other out whenever we feel we can, you know, and that's always important is to be there for others in your life that may need the help. You never know what someone's going through at any point moment in time. And they might not know how to reach out, nor may they be willing, but if they feel that you're there for them, that is always of a great help. Yes. I don't know what else to say about this, but it's just, it's just too good what we just talked about it it really is and as we kind of start wrapping up for this next minute and a half or so um guys remember there are ways to get help if you need it we'll we'll put links in the description um if you want to go find help there's always ways to go find help um there are also always people in your life that may may need help um or if you just need someone to talk to alan and i were more than willing to talk to you guys we don't always understand every situation people are going through but that doesn't mean we can't we won't sit down and listen um so yeah like guys if you find this episode uh just uh remember that find us you can find us on social media um Follow our network page at Pineapple 22 Media. That's where you find a lot of announcements for uh, this particular podcast episode, as well as different network episode uh, announcements and stuff like that. You can follow me personally at bwilson underscore 22 and Alan at Alan Phenom 1993. And just reach out to us and let us know what you guys want us to cover. Yeah, we're also on YouTube. So you listen to us and hit the subscription button so that way you'll get more content on our episodes and 
and just keep keep us rolling keep it we're always there and keep it positive and remember you are in a great world where people do care so don't don't quit keep pushing forward and we will listen we will listen to you yeah for sure and uh guys just remember we you we have a merch store links are in our bio if you want to support us that's the best way to do it and uh we'll just ride the rest of this out but guys stay safe out there and know that there are people that are for you stay safe everybody Thank you.